Hi guys, uh, thank you for choosing Weekly Politics as your podcast today. I'm sorry that the audio quality probably is not as good as it normally is. I'm using a different recorder, and I'm not sure if it's not sure if it's using my mic the way it should be. But since it's been a while, I thought, well, might as well just make a podcast anyway, whether it's a good mic quality or not. So I've been looking at all of these federal statistics. And I've been a bit taken away by them. First of all, let's start with, uh, I'm sure all of you guys have heard, the inflation is over the roof right now. The federal government itself is admitting that inflation is over the roof right now. So the average rate of inflation, I believe, is 4.2% in the United States, which is questionable because everywhere you look, you see massively increased prices. Okay, no, it says 5.3%. So 4.2% must have been the expected inflation. Obviously, it's above the expected inflation. You should expect that. Um, the reason why I'm questioning this is because if you take a take a look at this for a second, uh, cars, let's start with cars. They used to cost, if you wanted a base model Ford F-150 around where I live, You'd pay around $35,000, which is still expensive, obviously. But now, that was like before the pandemic, so two years ago. And now, if you want to buy an F-150, it's $45,000. That's $10,000 increase. $10,000, that's like 30% inflation right there. And that's over two years, so let's divide that by two. That's 15% inflation, not 5.3%. And then, uh, obviously, they're using the 5.3% as the average inflation. So let's look at some other products. A gallon of milk. You go to walmart.com. And I'm just looking at Walmart because it's a super cheap uh, website. So might as well. Milk. Let's see. Okay, so a gallon of milk used to cost about a dollar, dollar fifty max, it feels like a decent brand, but a regular gallon of milk used to cost like a dollar. Now it costs four dollars and forty-eight cents. Four dollars and forty-eight cents. That's what, a four hundred percent inflation? Okay. So now we're at four hundred percent inflation and a, uh, what was the car? 15% inflation. That's an average of, I don't know. That's still a lot. I'm not going to do all the math, but. Okay. Uh, a very common part where there's a lot of inflation right now is computers. So, actually, some of the computer parts are back to where they were before the pandemic, thankfully. Like, if you want to buy a power supply, 1,000 watt power supply that costs 80 bucks. Which is expensive, I get that, but it's normally the cost of it. You want to buy a CPU? You it's hard, but you can still find a CPU at MSRP before from before the pandemic. It's hard to find them, but it's still possible. So I'm not going to count those in the inflation area. Uh, GPUs, graphic cards. Those cost. I'm using an example of the. AMD, I'm sure you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but AMD Radeon 
supposed to cost around $1,000. The cheapest one that I can find right now that is that uh, looks like a decent deal is the power color version of it and that costs $1,750. $1,750. That's a 75% increase. 75% inflation right there. That's, that's pretty big. Uh, I do see some GPUs on here that look like uh, that look like they're around MSRP. I don't trust them because obvious reasons. If if you see a let me put it this way, if you see a part that's cheaper than all the other parts out there and it's in stock, it's probably fake or a scam or an illegal website that you should not be on. Just to let you guys know that. I'm sure you guys already knew that, but just in case you didn't. <laughs> Something else we're seeing, and surprisingly, is unemployment. If you look up what the unemployment rate is in the United States, it's like, ooh, I think 4.8% in September. That's interesting. I don't trust that 4.8%. Look up the unemployment rate in Texas. Unemployment rate in Texas. Hmm. Uh huh. 6.6%. Interesting. What about Florida? Unemployment. Florida. Weird. 5.1%. That's strange. All of this is higher than the average unemployment rate. Unemployment rate in California, I guess. Maybe it's different in California. Whoa. Oh no. 7.5%? Okay. Uh, maybe it's different in New York. Maybe they're getting this unemployment rate from New York. I don't know. Unemployment rate in New, New York. I might have to put New York State. Yeah, I do. I think. No, I don't. Okay, yeah. 7.4%. About the same as California's. Interesting. Okay, fine. Unemployment rate. Maybe it's different in Washington. Washington State. 5.2%. This is weird. Do you see how all of this is bigger than the supposed national unemployment rate? They're lying, literally lying. There's no way it's at, what was it? 4.8%. Uh, it's not possible. Not even mathematically. I don't know where they're getting these numbers from. I think what they're doing is they're excluding anyone under federal pay and they're including people on 
uh, COVID benefits under the federal pay section. I think that's what they're doing, but I can't prove that. But yeah, so basically take any federal statistic with a grain of salt right now because they're doing something different and I can't figure it out. Um, have you guys heard of the mass, what was it? Mass resignation. This is news media's covering the mass resignation. Mass resignation. Um, so basically, they're blaming it on the employers. They're saying employers are driving workers to quit because of low pay. The very, it's not because of low pay. The majority of people are getting paid above minimum wage, and the people who aren't getting paid above minimum wage are high schoolers. There's only a select few adults who are getting paid minimum wage, and those select few adults normally, in fact, all of them actually, have a criminal record. Have a criminal record, have a record of getting fired, basically have a messed up past. And they're getting paid minimum wage because they just started that job and they need to prove themselves. That's the basics of it. Um, so, so uh, according to BBC.com, the great resignation, how employers drove workers to quit. Uh, since the pandemic, employees are leaving the workforce or switching jobs in switching jobs for many employers have, uh, have been played a big part in why they're walking away. I'm going to disagree with that. Employers not played a big part in why, because it's kind of obvious. What's happening is the government is paying people subsidiaries because of COVID. All you have to do is get yourself fired or quit your job and act like you pretended to apply somewhere by acting like, yeah, I mean, get an application sheet, fill it out, but don't turn it in. That's acting like it. That's all you have to do. And then you're able to get unemployment benefits from your state and the federal government. That's not that hard, is it? That's why people are leaving. That's what this great resignation is. It's not because employers are driving them to quit. But I'm interested. What proof do they have to prove their point? Um, basically, because of reduction in benefits. So you're expecting a um, a company to be able to pay you benefits after they had to close down for a year with zero income except for a few subsidiaries from the government honestly this is ridiculous it, it seriously is um let's let's look at another government statistic what is the average average wage in America according to what is the average wage according to um, policyadvice.net it is $51,960.27 speaking of that's excluding all of the rich people uh, I know this because if you include all the rich people it's 72000 a year and I would rather include all the rich people because if you exclude them, you're basically saying you're not going to become rich. And you can become rich. It's hard, yes, but it's 
doable. So the government is lying to us. They're excluding the rich in these uh, polls or what would you call them? Statistics. They're excluding people under government subsidiaries and benefits from the unemployment area. And they're lying about inflation. Literally just flat out lying. What else are they lying about? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Biden is meeting with, what's the China, China's president guy, Xi something, Xi Peng or something like that. He's meeting with him. Uh, I don't know what the exact uh, intent of this meeting is, but I do know is that what he wants is for us to pass this infrastructure bill. What does this infrastructure bill contain? What does he, infrastructure, I'm pretty sure it actually contains tax increases. In fact, I guarantee you it does. It's a 1% tax increase on, um, uh, I can't remember, it's some, something that's normally not taxed that they want to tax. <laughs> bipartisan? It's not bipartisan. All you need is one single person to help you write the bill who claims to be a Republican and bam, it's bipartisan. But it's not bipartisan, so... They say it is, but every single Republican blocked it in the House, so it's definitely not bipartisan. And, uh, by the way, CNN was the person who's called it bipartisan, so, yeah. Obviously there. Okay, basically, I can't find the exact infrastructure bill without looking at a website, and I don't want to do that because then it adds bias. So basically, it's, it's an infrastructure bill, and the way to pay for it is they have all these tax increases in there as well. And a lot of them are for the rich, which is a pain. I mean, <laughs> if you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, what is your goal from these tax increases? What are you trying to prove? You're going to raise the taxes. People are going to pay more money to the government. And it's the rich, by the way. And then the poor, if some poor person figures out that he can work and he gets a job and he works his way up the ladder and he becomes rich, what do you think is going to happen to him? He's no longer Democrat. He's Republican because he's experiencing those taxes firsthand. He realized, oh, wait, if I work, I can actually become rich without government help. And now that I'm rich, I have to pay all this money to the government? The government did nothing for me. They didn't help me become rich. What are they doing here? What do they need my money for? pay for a $3 trillion infrastructure bill. It's not $3 trillion, it's like $1.8 trillion, but it started out as a $3 trillion bill, I think. So yeah, basically it's, it's a waste of money, it's a waste of time. People always complain about the national debt under Trump. Have you seen the national debt under Biden? Ridiculous. Bunch of hypocrites. Well, you know, it's it's okay though. I mean, some people just don't have a brain and they need to learn, like Biden. He doesn't have a brain anymore. I'm not sure when his brain left him, but it did. So yeah. I'm sorry, I'm being mean to Biden. I'm insulting him and every other Democrat out there, but I'm just sick of this. Democrats want to spend all of this enormous money and blame us for the debt 
This is what happened to Ronald Reagan. You look at, who was, uh, I think it was Jimmy Carter before Ronald Reagan. And he had this massively increasing debt. And the inflation was sky high. You know what Ronald Reagan did? He said, okay, let's lower taxes by from 70 to 30%. That's 40%. That's massive for the rich. And he did. He lowered taxes. And then there was this recession the first two years of Ronald Reagan's presidency. We call it Reagan's recession. And that was because his massive decrease in taxes. I'm not saying taxes, lowering taxes causes lower income. But when you lower it by 40% at a time, it just... The, basically, the economy sort of crashes. It's kind of like a computer. You do too much of a workload at once, and the computer crashes. You do all that at once, and everyone has all this extra money. They're going to spend it all right away, and then all of the, it's basically like inflation starts happening, and people can't buy things anymore. Then the recession comes into place. So for the first two years, it was we were no better under Reagan than we were under Carter. And then Reagan said, okay, let's fix what I did a little bit. Let's raise taxes again by 5%. That's still way lower than what they were. So you raised taxes by, what, 5%, I think it was. And then we had the lowest, uh, lowest, what was it, unemployment in a very long time, lowest inflation in an extremely long time. It was basically like a boom. Our economy increased at an exponential number. And then it stopped increasing at an exponential number. And it still started increasing at the regular number that it was increasing at beforehand. All this goes to prove that when you lower taxes, it does work. You just can't lower them at a massive number at a time. And you should not expect it to increase forever at an exponent. It will increase at an exponent basically to get up to a certain level. And once it's at that certain level, it will increase how it was increasing before. So you're still better off, just not as good as you would expect. You're still better off than what you were if you were to raise taxes, though. Basically. Oh, this is... I'm sorry. It's, I'm speaking like a different language, I feel like, just because I'm saying all these big words. Yeah, I've been reading on this uh, website that I would very strongly suggest you guys read on if you're interested in economic facts. Um... It's called fee.org, F-E-E.org. It's a free website despite its name. Fee stands for the Foundation uh, for Economic Education. It's been around for 70 years, 75 years, sorry. I'm looking at the website right now. <laughs> Basically, it's a little search bar at the top right corner. You can search up anything you want, politics, economics, anything. You can look at um, minimum wage, for example. I'll search that up for you. Minimum. I have a... What's it called? Mechanical keyboard, and I'm still not used to using it, so, yeah. Basically, I look up minimum wage, they'll give me all these articles about the $15 minimum wage and how the people who write the articles will think it will or will not help the economy. Most of this is Republican articles, so it's a very interesting thing to read. And by the way, that was not sponsored. I'm just shouting them out because they're super good. I learned a lot about the economy through them. Um... I'm going to try, uh, since I haven't been making a lot of episodes lately, each episode I make, I'm going to try to make longer. So that was the first section of this episode, 20-minute section about the economy. Let's talk about regular, supposed regular politics. If you guys have been on TikTok, I'm sure you have been on TikTok. There's no way you haven't been on TikTok. Literally everyone has TikTok. I have TikTok and I don't use it, but 
I have it. <laughs> I have it just so that I can say I have TikTok. Um, if you have TikTok, I'm sure you've seen the LGBTQ TikToks where people are trying to educate you on gender and that nonsense. Like, is it possible to have a she, they, them lesbian woman? What? No. <laughs> well, you're lesbian. That means you are a woman who married a woman. The pronouns for a woman who marry yeah, pronouns for a woman is she or her, not she, they, them. Honestly, um, I saw a TikTok about this girl who basically what she did is her professor refused to call her by her pronouns. And so she wrote out this very fancy email to her professor. And she was just like, hey, dear professor, I'm sorry, but you refuse to call me not by not by my preferred pronouns, but by my actual factual pronouns. And because of that, you are violating the school's non-discriminatory policy. So I hope that, I'm sure you don't want to do that and you don't want any trouble with the school. So I hope that I see you tomorrow and we can, I don't know, I can't remember what she said after that and something, but basically she threatened the teacher. Threatening, mm-hmm, yep, fun. I like how liberals try to make this genderism thing as if it were a, a fact. Like, if you're a woman you, and, and you feel like you want to be a man, but you're not sure, you're actually non-binary, but you, you still have, you know, all the genital parts of a woman, but you're not binary, you don't have a gender, you just have genital parts of a woman. And that woman chromosomes, but you're still not binary. You don't have a gender or anything like that. You can just give birth to children, but you're still not binary, okay? It's how you feel, not about, it's feelings over facts, okay? Gosh, liberals are dumb. Putting feelings over facts instead of facts over feelings is making me question them. You know what else is making me question them? Surprise, surprise, it's actually the election. I keep finding all these things about the election and people saying Trump is still claiming with this false claim that the election was was stolen from him. I saw this on National Public Radio. National Public Radio is not supposed to take a side in any matter that is controversial because it's national. But yet they did. Trump is having this massive Iowa rally and he continues to claim that his election was stolen from him. False claim, baseless claim. And I'm just like, dude, you're national public radio. You can't say that. Okay, first of all, you're wrong, but you can't even say that. You're a national public radio. You can't say anything about controversials, uh, controversies because you can't take a side. But they did. And this is why I think we need to stop funding national public radio because we don't need it anymore. There's so many radios out there that we just don't need national public radio. We can listen to our own. Get rid of National Public Radio. It's unnecessary. It's a pain in the butt. All it does is lie and try to convince you of its own opinion. It's annoying. Just like all these other things we're spending money on. We're spending money, we're giving companies money so that they can produce jets, fighter jets for us. And then we only choose one of those companies to actually continue to build fighter jets for us. How does this make sense? We're giving multiple companies money 
so that they can produce a fighter jet, and then we pick the best fighter jet, and that one company gets to build it. But yeah, we gave money to a bunch more companies. Makes no sense whatsoever. The way it should work is, hey, we have a contract of $1 trillion to build a strike fighter program. You five companies need to build the best strike fighter you can and needs to have these things in it. Whoever the winner of it is gets the $1 trillion to build it. Or you could just be like, here, these five companies, we have a... Uh, Three hundred and thirty-three, three three hundred and thirty-three billion dollar contracts, and basically build the best thing you have, and it will go from there. Basically, and you could choose three of them, but no, instead we're choosing one of them, and it just goes that way. Yeah, it's kind of annoying because then we get nothing done. Speaking of factories in the US pretty sure that under Obama there was a major decrease in the number of factories we have in the United States which obviously means we decreased the productivity which is a shame and we decreased the amount of jobs which is another shame thankfully we're still one of the biggest uh, nations in the world with factories and we can supply ourselves with the number that we have but if we build more, basically, if we build more factories and we build more, um, I don't know if you want to call them productivity centers, I don't know if that's a good name for them, but basically build more factories, we're able to produce more steel and more other raw materials, as well as we can increase our mining, all of those things that environmentalists hate. And then not only will we be able to supply ourselves, we'll be able to supply our allies and other nations, not free of charge, they will have to pay for it, obviously. But that limits the amount of threats to us. Because we won't depend on China anymore. I despise China. Although, China did do something in the year 2016 that I was actually impressed by. Uh, they adopted Reaganomics with their businesses. Which means low taxes on businesses. Um... Basically, low taxes on businesses and a bunch of other stuff. They're trying to increase the supply, the amount that they can build. And it's working. You look around in China, there's thousands and thousands of factories in China and retail stores in China and all the stuff in China that they can use and build stuff in. And they're selling all of that to other nations. It's just... It's insane. Basically, it's insane. I don't think they can be self-dependent on themselves because of how many people live there. 1.6 billion, I think it is. It's over a billion, but it's definitely, yeah, they definitely have the power to control quite a few of the world's powers, like Russia and us, based off of how much we depend on them right now. Basically. That was the second part of this episode. I don't have this episode super well planned out, so I think that's going to be it for today. But thank you guys for tuning in. And if you like this episode and you have a friend or someone you know who you think could benefit off of listening to it, please share it with them. And I'll catch you guys whenever I come out with the next episode. God bless you. Adios.